It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Offensive tackle, one of the biggest needs for the San Francisco 49ers in 2023. And there's a veteran tackle who's a local California kid that could be available via trade should the 49ers trade for Jonah Williams from the Cincinnati Bengals and another versatile defensive back, Miles Hartsfield, signed by the San Francisco 49ers. Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM, managing your football franchise top to bottom? Then this is the game for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on inside the game. All right, Croc. Big news coming this week out of Cincinnati is they signed Orlando Brown Jr. to be their left tackle and their incumbent left tackle, Jonah Williams, not too happy about it because he sees himself as a left tackle. So he wants out. He is asked to be traded. Now, 49ers already have a left tackle, but coming from Folsom, California, the Alabama to Alabama uh, University as a first round pick, Jonah Williams, do you think Jonah Williams could be exactly the fit the 49ers need to potentially say, look, Jonah Williams, we're going to trade for you. I know you see yourself as a left tackle, but we know Trent Williams is going to be gone after this year. So how about you play right tackle for a year? Then you're our left tackle for the future. 49ers killed two birds with one stone, making a trade for a California kid out of Folsom, Jonah Williams. What do you think? We've been asked multiple times by this. I do want to shout out one listener here uh, who asked the question, Max. And what do you think? Right tackle for now, left tackle for the future. If you could talk him into it, Jonah Williams fits our biggest need. I think you've made the best argument for it. Because initially when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is a guy that's playing on his fifth-year option. <laughs> Are you going to trade for him and then have to pay him all this money? Right now the 49ers are trying to figure out where they're going to get money from to pay other players. you got Nick Bosa's contract coming up and some of the other guys, uh, Brandon Ayuk, eventually you'll have to pay him as well. But if you think that Trent Williams will 100% retire after this season, I think that's how you make this work, especially for a guy who says, hey, I am a left tackle. I want to play left tackle. 49ers are like, hey, look, hold, hold, hold on. This is a really good team, a really good organization. We'll play you at right tackle. All right, don't worry about it. Trent Williams, he'll be out of here in a year or two, and we'll just slide you right over to the left side where you want to play, and we'll pay you as a left tackle as well. Now, I think for the 49ers, it's do you want to go from paying top dollar for one left tackle to paying top dollar for another left tackle? Uh, that's probably more of the question mark There's like without there being this kind of uh, time where you get to allocate money in other areas. But I think overall, I think the way that you kind of described and laid that out, I think that actually worked very well. Yeah, it's the, on the surface. He says the reason he's asking for a trade is because he wants to play left tackle. So that door is closed for the 49ers. Like he, he if, if that's what he wants, he's not going to get that immediately with the San Francisco 49ers. 
the if so then you'd have to talk you'd have to talk them into it and you say look you know maybe you're you're left tackle of the future but you'd have to play right tackle for a year is it that easy why does he not want to play left tackle does he not want to move over to the right side is it too difficult is it not even worth it asking him to move over where he could potentially struggle at first at right tackle before he moves back to left tackle um if he hasn't played he hasn't played anywhere uh, on the right side you know, in whatever, eight years or whatever, or maybe ever in his life. I don't know if he's, he's played any right tackle. I think he played only left guard and left tackle. Uh, and he was, and, and people kind of identify him as potentially a guard coming out too, right? Like that was, very, the, yeah. that was the thing on him where it was like, yeah, he played tackle, but uh, I think he's a guy who's going to be a guard in the NFL. And all of a sudden the, the Bengals are like, no, we're, we're actually going to play him at left tackle. And he has done well. Now, here's the thing. It, the Bengals have... I mean, is everyone knows they're one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So now the question is, okay, he's been starting for the Bengals. He's been a starting left tackle for the Bengals. Has he been starting because, well, we 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 can't really. It's one of those situations where you can't do much better, but you would like to upgrade, right? Or is it just, oh, he's really that good and everybody else sucks, but he's actually really good at tackle. And that's the thing. I think the Bengals just told us they wanted to upgrade and get better than him at left tackle. So if the team that had him for the last four years playing left tackle wanted to upgrade at left tackle, I think that tells you something. So I don't know if there's going to be a market for Jonah Williams out there for a bunch of teams lining up for him to play left tackle. He is, yeah, his his scouting report's a lot like Peter Skaronsky this year in the draft at a Northwestern guy who's like played really good, has great tape, but you know, it doesn't meet the size profile necessarily to, to be a prototype left tackle in the NFL. So a lot of teams are projecting him to guard. One thing Jody Williams had coming out of the draft that Skaronsky doesn't this year is that he had longer arms. He didn't have quite 34 inch arms, but he had 33 and a half or whatever it was. So like you meet the minimum criteria. Skaronsky's like under 33 inches, which is hard to find a starting tackle in the NFL that has under 33 inch arm length. So Jonah Williams, even though he was, wasn't very big, he's, you know, six, four, three, Oh, four, five coming out. He did have long enough arms at least to meet the minimums there. So he meets the minimums size wise. He's just not very big. And, uh, looking back, I was actually a little bit surprised because when you're an undersized offensive lineman, you go in the first round. Obviously, the tape has to be good. He went to Alabama, so you know he's a good, good player, good prospect. But his athletic testing was much worse than I would have expected for what his profile is. He was like five two three in the forty, not really good three cones, um, and so. The, the question becomes, is it worth all of that? You would have to give up something. I don't think it would take a lot. I think the 49ers could probably give up one of their comp third-round picks. Obviously, they don't have a higher pick, so if it took a higher pick, they wouldn't be able to trade for him anyway. I, is he that good of a player for the for it to be worth it for the 49ers that he's so good that you need to bring him in and do all this and trade for him and spend a pick on him and uh, – give him a new contract, which is what you would have to do if you traded for him. He's on his fifth-year option, $12 million this year. And you would want to get that number down probably, the 49ers would, because they don't have $12 million under the cap right now to even make that move. So they would have to restructure his contract at the very least or just extend him if that was the long-term plan that they're talking him into being right tackle this year, left tackle in the future. You'd have to give him a new contract, which would be a lot of money. You'd probably get that first year number down a little bit less than 12 million, but you're giving a lot of money into the future. So you'd have to be really sure about Trent Williams and his future. You would have to be really sure about the player that Jonah Williams was to be worth a big money extension, which he would be asking for a lot. I'm sure. 
in, in making this trade. And it's a lot of hoops to jump through for both the 49ers and Jonah Williams to be super sure. And I'm just not sure he's that good of a player. Does it feel like kind of a Mike McGlinchey situation all over again? Because as bad as the 49er fan base talks about Mike McGlinchey, he's the highest paid offensive lineman in the free agency. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody gave him a ton of guaranteed money. Now, we, we know in free agency, typically you're going to overpay for anyone. But it almost feels like that where it's like his name, his guy, he started a bunch of games for another team. Like Mike McGlinchey started a bunch of games for the 49ers. And he's like, oh, yeah, let, let's go get this guy. Because if you hear other fan bases talk about Mike McGlinchey, it almost sounds like how most people that are fans of the 49ers are talking about Jonah Williams. And it's almost like this, you have like this mythical uh, idea of what he is in your head, but really it's Mike McGlinchey-ish which no 49er fan wanted to re-sign him. <laughs> I could see that. I, I think he's been just kind of solid and unspectacular tackle. I would say he's a better player than Mike McGlinchey. I think if he was a free agent, he probably would have made in the same ballpark as McGlinchey. McGlinchey got McGlinchey's probably looking like one of the worst deals in free agency, especially since Orlando Brown actually got less. And a lot of people thought he was the number one free agent at, at, in the offensive line. He got less per year than McGlinchey did. So, so. I, I think ultimately he, he could be – is he two plays better per game than Mike McGlinchey? Yeah. And, and if he is, and I think those are the two plays that stick out the most to 49er fans. Right. So if he could just be two plays better, even if it's not this dominating uh, player, right? Like It's not like you're getting a, a, a clone of Trent Williams or anything like that or any top left tackle. But if I, can you get somebody that's two plays better than Mike McGlinchey? And if you can't, what does that look like? And, you know, is it as simple as just not seeing a guy get tossed on his butt? every once in a while and it's like hey that's an upgrade over McGlinchey because again we we kind of identified it and we said it teams will value McGlinchey much more than the 49er fan base and what we hear about him like they're they're like okay we don't care about that two play we watch a 70 play game and okay he has two bad plays that stick out to you but we see 68 good plays right like is it a scenario like that but Jonah Williams kind of makes up for those two terrible, uh, you know, guys, uh, McGlinchey getting tossed on his back. Right. You know, like, well, you don't see at least that with Jonah Williams. I would say Jonah Williams probably, if you're just comparing Williams with McGlinchey, Jonah Williams more consistent as a pass protector. Okay. Yeah. Which is probably a welcome thing for the 49ers. He's a good player. And would he be an upgrade to right tackle for the 49ers? Sure. Is it worth everything else? Long-term contract you have to sign him to. Is he that good of a player? Uh, can the 49ers even afford to make that work money-wise? You're giving up picks and you are um, projecting him to the future as the franchise left tackle for you. Is he that good? I don't know if he is. And the Cincinnati Bengals are telling us that he's probably not by what they've done to try to replace him at left tackle. So that short answer is probably no. Very unlikely. I if he doesn't want to play right tackle, then that's a deal breaker anyway. We'll see what the market ends up being for Jonah Williams. And who knows, maybe he's just a free agent next year that the 49ers can go out there and sign if Trent Williams does retire. And we don't know anything about Trent Williams yet. He's considered it. That doesn't mean he's gonna retire next year. Doesn't mean he's gonna retire in the next five years. I have no idea what's going on with Trent Williams, but um Right now, I still think it's the draft. I still think it's the draft to tackle, and Colton McKivitz is option one for the 49ers, as crazy as it might sound to some people out there. That's what we're looking at with offensive tackle. And judging by some of the other moves the 49ers have made since the big splash to begin free agency, like Miles Hartsfield, I think those are the 
the depth moves the 49ers can 49ers fans can expect to see here in the in the next few weeks as we move past phase one of NFL free agency. Miles Hartsfield. What is a Miles Hartsfield? What did the 49ers get when they signed him? A former Panther defensive back plus a versatile piece. We'll get to that next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever thought you'd make a good NFL GM, well, now's the time to give it a try. It's not as easy as you might think, by the way, to create yourself a dynasty over the next 25 seasons. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get control and manage every strategic aspect of your franchise, play through seasons, lead your team to glory, trying to build that historic dynasty, hiring and firing the right coaches and coordinators, building your system, your personnel to fit that system, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline, play on the go, and as you want to and when you want to. And Locked On 49ers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in the game when using promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, all caps, inside the game. That's Locked On. So make sure you check it out today. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miles Hartfield, Croc, have you done, sorry, Hartsfield. I always want to skip the S in his last name. Miles Hartsfield. Have you done any film work on Miles Hartsfield being the DB expert that you are, Croc? I have a feeling he's not a player you've watched a lot of because when I saw him get signed, I was like, you know, I'm that's a player I'm completely unfamiliar with. <laughs> I just got in a little bit to figure out who Miles Hartsfield was. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite, right? You see the 49ers sign Isaiah Oliver, and we're like, oh, yeah, we know exactly who that is, his strengths and weaknesses, what he played in college, what he kind of is now in the NFL. He's kind of switching over positions, new role. Hartsfield is someone I was not familiar with, but as I start to dive in, I can kind of see why they probably like him, right? The 49ers, and sounds like Wilkes as well. First of all, NFL coaches. Right, we we talk about it like it's the 49ers. They're looking for somebody that's just versatile, right? Like you know, you have Jimmy Ward and you have some of these other guys that could do all these different things. Every coach wants versatility. It's always the more you can do, the better. That that's what they tell you. That's why Eric Crocker didn't last very long, right? Uh, Eric Crocker, can you play safety? Um, maybe I'll try. Like that, I can't even play special teams, right? So you want to have some type of uh, extra value, and it sounds like he's a versatile DB. I got to get play safety. I got to come down, play some nickel. You see him out there making special teams play. I, you know, I did the search on, on Twitter and I'm trying to figure out like, okay, like who is he? Right? Like what, what type of player is he? And it sounds like, and looks like he's a good football player. And again, not the splashes, splashes of guys. I think you see uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson get drafted and it's like, well, you go and get this. Why, why didn't you go get Chauncey Garner Johnson? Right. And pay him, you know, 6.5 million 
or whatever he's guaranteed. But ultimately, you get a guy who it sounds like is closer to, ah, gosh, what was his name? Number 27, played a lot of special teams for the 49ers, was really good on special teams, but but could come in and play some defense as well. Uh, This is years ago. I'm talking about five, six. Yeah, Tarverius Moore is 33. But that's what I was thinking is Tarverius Moore just signed a free agent contract with the Green Bay Packers. And so that's kind of sort of what I thought of when Miles Hartsfield got signed is, okay, he can play special teams. He can play a role on defense, maybe a little more slot than Tarverius Moore. But that's sort of the the roster spot that he's replacing is is Tarverius Moore. And someone that you don't see a lot on defense, but he played a role for the 49ers and, and could absolutely make the team. And I think that's what Miles Hartsfield is. I'm trying to think of who 27 was. Oh, talking. I'm talking about years ago, man. I, in my head, I keep wanting to say Jenkins or Jenny, but it's not that. Uh, he, he was a spe- like special teams ace. This had to be like a hardball era. And then oh, I think he ended up going to the Cowboys after. Not uh, Goodson. It's not Goodson. It's not the guy that was a receiver, then switched to corner, but he was really fast, big guy. Not yeah. Goodson. There was another oh, guy. Uh, Osgood. Nope, nope, not Kissing Mosgood. Kissing Mosgood, yeah, because he's a receiver, but yeah, he played football. Not him. I'm talking about it's a DB. Our fans and our, our audience, they'll know. They'll, they'll put it in the chat, like, Croc, you're talking about this guy. He's right, yeah, let us know in the, in the YouTube chat or on Twitter at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. No, and I'll probably just search search as well. I don't want it to get spoiled. I want the listeners to come okay. for us. But, um, but yeah. Ultimately, you, you, you need these type of guys. And I think the 49ers have done a really good job of getting guys like this where it's just, hey, man, this guy's a good football player. And everybody wonders why the 49ers are just always good. It's because they fill the roster up with guys like this, like that have specific roles. Again, it's not to splash of signing. Right? Chauncey Gunner Johnson, that's the big name. Right now, 49ers, you got your safeties. You don't need the big name. You need the roster fillers, the guys that when this guy comes in and he does what he does, it's not a drop-off, right? Like there's not this drastic drop-off in whatever his job is. And when that guy isn't playing, you kind of miss him, right? Like there's a time at, at Gunner when like 49ers took away uh, Raheem Mostert, he's not your Gunner anymore. You kind of felt that, right? Like you felt that absence on special teams. And when you get guys like this, whatever role that they have designed for him, I think you'll feel his uh, his role. Like you'll feel that on the defense and say, "Man, you know what? I think he does a good job filling in in this spot." Miles Hartsfield, undrafted out of Ole Miss in 2020, it was the COVID draft and uh, didn't even have a pro day at Ole Miss. But he did some testing. This was at Test football academy in new jersey where he's working out so i i don't i'm, I'm throwing these numbers out here uh, but i think these are the numbers that come from they might be a little tainted they came from where he's working out so i don't know if you would trust him completely but it is to say that he's an athletic guy and he was clocked at apparently according to them 4.39 in the 40 and a 38 and a half inch vertical leap so my guess is that is the fastest like best time while he was training he was able to do something and someone might have had a quick trigger finger or whatever so don't take those numbers to heart but i think when you watch him play and they I need him, him to run fast right like that that wherever he trained they need yeah. him to be fast they need him right it's, it's sort of like when you hear the agents talk about deals and you're like well it's actually it's not a four-year whatever deal it's actually a two-year deal and there's funny money at the end to make it not really i think you get some funny times that happen you see him at pro days too there's like the classic um uh who, who is it that that they always say has the 38 yard 40 yard dash track because all the times come out and you're like what are you doing this is not a real time it's like florida or lsu i can't remember it's one of those schools that, that always just has 
ridiculous. Oh, no, a, a Virginia Tech, I think maybe it is. <laughs> stupidest time. Like, come on. Yeah, we can't even trust these times that are coming out of your pro day. Yeah. And, and who's doing the timing anyway? But whether those are accurate times and, and testing numbers for him or not, he's an athletic guy. He he became the first player in Panthers history, if I'm not mistaken, to have both a rushing yard and a defensive tackle in the same game. He's built yeah. like a running back croc. He's 5'11", 210 pounds, uh, yeah. played a little bit both ways, uh, and now has kind of become that slot slash safety player in split time between safety and the slot on defense as well as playing special teams for the Panthers. So versatile, and we thought about, okay, if they brought in Oliver, are they thinking Oliver is maybe going to play a little bit of safety? No, I think it's uh, Hartsfield is now your guy. So you're, you're talking about fill, filling the holes, and the 49ers lose Jimmy Ward, lose Tarvarius Moore, lose Emmanuel Mosley in free agency. DB is a need. We put it as one of our top needs for the 49ers post-free agency. Hartsfield's a guy that, who knows, maybe he doesn't make the team. It's not a big contract he earned. But they're they're filling holes so that when they go into the draft, they're not saying, well, we have to draft this role because we don't have a player on the roster that can do right. it. Hartsfield is a player that can currently do it on the roster and gives yourself some versatility, give yourself some options. You know you have a guy if you go into a Sunday and you need someone to play the slot. Miles Hartsfield can do it. You need a guy that can start at safety if you got some injuries. Miles Hartsfield can do it, and he can play special teams for you. So a versatile player. Uh, interesting the way he's built. And who knows? Kyle Shanahan probably heard that he could run the ball a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, give me one of those. Maybe we'll put him on offense a little bit. So we'll see if he's an OW on top of everything else. But I, I like the signing for Hartsfield because versatile, can play a lot of spots. Uh, obviously, his coaching staff liked him. Steve Wilkes bringing him over and, um, you know, a, a cheap bargain signing that that provides depth for your roster. And I mean, every coaching staff I've kind of been a part of, or I've seen, or I've been playing for, they always go and get guys that are familiar with what it is that they're doing. And I think that is uh, a very a high compliment for a guy like Hart's, Hartsfield, like that. Hey, your coach went somewhere else, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go and get you. Right? Did we just see that with Jimmy Ward? He went to the Texans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. That, that's what you, a lot of time when you see that, or, or Al Shayer and a couple of those guys that went to the Tennessee Titans, like when they go and say, hey, man, they, they, they identify you as someone that is beneficial to whatever it is that they're trying to do. Even if it's not the splashes of moves or like the 49ers going out and getting Pierre Garcon, Osric Robinson, right? Like that first year to kind of help uh, turn over that kind of culture of what to expect from this coach. So uh, you see it in that way as well. Yeah, I think it's important to have guys on your roster that know how to do things that, you know, when you get in the drill lines, this guy's heard the terminology. He knows how the coach works. He knows how to do things just to show how everybody else to do it. And then I, I was critical of a lot of the moves the 49ers made early on in free agency when John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan came over. But when you look back, you realize, OK, you just need a linebacker who knows how to run the scheme. So maybe you overpaid him, but you, who else were you going to get anyway? You know, so Malcolm Smith helps you do that and you set the tone and Pierre Garçon sets the tone for the younger players and you're able to put in a scheme, put in a system and 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 you're comfortable knowing how these players work. And so uh, some familiarity is pretty important, I think, with coaches and players. And, and we don't really think about that a lot of times on our viewpoint of, of covering a football team. All right. Next, Croc, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the secondary, where the 49ers are at, where the needs are now. And Isaiah Oliver, is he coming or is he not coming to the San Francisco 49ers now? <laughs> 
Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The tournament is heating up and tourney time is the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Love the website. Love the app. Uh, I love how easy it is to build your own bets at FanDuel. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained, uh, tons of prop bets to go with all of these tournament games as well. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a bigger chance at a payout with same-game parlays. NBA season getting close to the playoffs. And Major League Baseball. I just did my fantasy baseball draft last night. Getting pumped for baseball season now. It's going to get going. You'll have baseball to bet on every single day of the summer. So don't miss out on the chance to get your no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports better betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, Croc, taking a look here at the San Francisco 49ers secondary. And one deal that was rumored in the tampering period, but we haven't seen any details on, and we should have seen details by now, is Isaiah Oliver. And it was supposed to be a one-year deal, and then it was like, oh, maybe it's a two-year deal. No, originally it was a two-year deal, and then we saw reports maybe it's a one-year deal, and now there's not any any information at all. No dollars, nothing about this deal. I wonder if... Maybe someone backed out of a deal here. Um, they signed Miles Hartsfield. Is that making up for <laughs> Oliver? Because both guys can play in the slot. Uh, I'm getting a little worried that the Isaiah Oliver deal is not actually happening, or maybe there was uh, something with the with the the physical. Uh, it's weird that we haven't gotten any details yet on the Isaiah Oliver signing. You know, we, we've seen this, right? Because people talk about the tamp- tampering period, and that's why a lot of times they preface it with, uh, this guy is expected to sign with, and they kind of put the details out there. I think it was in 2014, 15, Frank Gore signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Then all of a sudden he wasn't and ended up going to a, to- a completely different team. So if the money's not right and you can kind of agree or have those conversations, but then it comes out that either maybe somebody offers something better or you know, it's like they, they didn't either live up to whatever it was that they were trying to offer. And they're like, oh, they don't, they don't hold their end of the bargain. There, there, there could be that with kind of bad business. I would say with this, it's a little interesting because after he was supposedly signed with the 49ers, it's not like he signed with anyone else. So sometimes you hear that where initially it's like, oh, this guy came out, he, you know, he got his offer, he signed. Oh, no, he didn't sign. Okay, but he signed with this team. Well, right now it's just up in the air. We don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, it, Jimmy Garoppolo had a little hiccup with the Raiders. He yeah, was, people thought, "Oh no, did he fail a physical? Is, did he back out of the deal? What happened?" Because he was supposed to have a press conference, and it was like two hours later, and there was still no press conference. Like, what's going on? And then but he had been in the building though. Like yeah. he, he was in the building, and well, was- there was there's a little video. Uh, I saw. I mean, I'm reading through the comments, and he he had a little extra pudge on him. I don't know. Did you see it? 
No, I did not see that. Oh, Pudge? the shirt. Jimmy G? No, I'm not. The, the shirt got like kind of stuck, and he kind of pulls his shirt. For, you know, you know, you know when you got the little belly going on, and you kind of pull your shirt because sometimes it gets kind of tucked in, and then you can see the fat. So he kind of untucked his fat from the shirt a little bit. Uh, but someone paused it on that, and I was like, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy's known to be in shape. That was one of the things, right? When he signed with the 49ers, in shape, good looking guy, all that stuff. And, you know, there's a little pudge. I want to see him do well, you know, do well, Jimmy G. But that was just interesting to see. But he was in the building already, and then the news came out. I was like, oh, did he feel physical? So I think that maybe that's why. But obviously, he's had his press conference. And was looking good in the all-black. All-black can't, can't go wrong with all-black. Uh, the, the silver with the black is the part that, that doesn't work for me. Mm. But uh, I agree. Did he have you. a silver tie or something? Uh, no, just in general. I'm talking oh, okay, yeah. Jimmy specific. Uh Calling BS on that. Maybe it's a bad angle. I don't know about Jimmy having budget. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna find it. Um, but yeah, it, and it's like, oh shoot, did he did he fail a physical? You know, so there's a lot of other things that go on that can complicate deals. So we'll see what happens with Isaiah Oliver. He hasn't signed with anybody else either. But uh, it's weird that we haven't gotten terms on that yet in any dollar amounts because that's key in kind of understanding where the 49ers view him as you know a big part going forward is it a two-year contract is it a one-year contract is it for a lot of money is it for just a you know a million and a half or something like that and, and then you'll kind of have an idea of what they expect out of oliver and and what the expected role is going to be and you know those roles can change but you know the dollars and the contracts can tell you a lot about that stuff and he was signed or he was announced to be signed pretty early in free agency if so if miles hartfield hartsfield is is sort of slot slash safety and special teams guy. And Isaiah Oliver is not safety, but corner, but can play outside and play inside. How are you starting to feel about the depth for the San Francisco 49ers? Does it change anything for you in where the 49ers would be drafting? Or is this the 49ers putting themselves in a spot where, look, we don't have to do anything in the draft, but we still can draft the DB anywhere and maybe with our first pick. Like, I think you said it perfectly uh, correct earlier when you said, you know, they're putting themselves in the position to where they don't have to reach for any one guy. And now you can just kind of go off of your draft board, whoever you have the highest, whether it's a cornerback, a slot, a safety, a linebacker, an edge rusher, uh, whatever the position is, you don't have to do some of what they've done in the past, right? Like, just kind of reach for a guy, whether it's a Dante Pettis and you feel like, oh, I got to trade up for him, or a Trey Sermon, I got to trade up for him, or, you know, any of those guys. You don't have to do that in this draft. You can kind of wait. And if you identify a guy as the guy, you can wait, see if he falls to you. And if he doesn't, who's the next guy up on your big board? And they can go in that direction. So I think they've put themselves in position based on who they already have at those positions, at the cornerback position with some of the younger guys who have now played a lot of games for them. Diamondola Lenore, Ambry Thomas play a lot. Obviously, have Traverius Ward. Uh, you know, hopefully you get an Isaiah Oliver in there because that's another guy that has a lot of playing experience. And if you throw a rookie in the mix with that, it's, it's not a rookie that has to come in and start and play day one. He can kind of work his way and just kind of it can happen a little bit more organically than it had to happen for uh, Diamondola Noor, who we kind of forget this because he shortly after was kind of benched, but he had to start the first couple games of the season after the, especially after the uh, Verrett injury. I do like that because the draft the, the free agency is for needs the draft is for best player if you can put yourself in a position where your needs are taken care of in free agency so you can draft the best player or at least the best player from a group of positions i think that's the, the right way to do it and the smart way to do it but you can also learn what a team's draft plans are and, and i think that's what we're learning a little bit with the 49ers is they had a need a defensive back obviously lost multiple free agents there's probably going to be a need anyway uh, but they set themselves up to to have some 
versatility with their draft board and how they go about things, but I don't think it changes the need. And I think they could still view that as a need and, and will address that in the draft, especially someone that can play free safety, having really no idea who the starter, you could pencil in a, a second starting safety after Hufanga beyond 2023 for the 49ers. So um, the future need for sure at defensive back and, and maybe still a little bit of a current need for the 49ers there. And I look at a team like, oh man, CJ Gardner Johnson would have been really nice with the 49ers, but I, I continue to look at the deals the 49ers have done and I just don't expect, you know, don't expect any big Jonah Williams trade. Don't expect any big free agent signings. Don't expect the 49ers. I just don't think they have uh, the cash for it. And I don't think they want to make a ton more cap room by, pushing kicking the can down the road and restructuring a bunch of guys and and doing that sort of thing so uh expect very minor moves as nice as it would be to have a jonah williams or as nice as it would have been to have a, a cj gardner johnson i think you can expect mostly miles hearts fields and those types of players and, and some depth signings here on out for the 49ers until the draft who knows maybe they've got something up their sleeves and there's a big trade underway but i would certainly not expect it for the niners and uh you know what that means crock for us is we got to dive into the cave. We got to go into the fill room and start looking at more of these draft prospects. I know it's a little bit more difficult. We have to cast a wide web because the 49ers don't draft until pick number 99 overall, but it's draft season, Crocky. It's film crunching season. So we're going to have to look at some of these players when a, when a, uh, when a publication puts out a, a three round mock draft and we see some prospects for the 49ers, we'll start looking at more of those guys. We'll start developing some of our own favorite prospects here on Locked On 49ers. So you can expect that every day talking NFL draft, talking free agency, talking all the latest news. Check your, you got to check your DMs for real quick on Twitter. Tell me what you think of this picture of Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, okay. guys, we're bringing you the guys that too. We're bringing you the, the news and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, bad angled pic pictures. Oh, that is a bad angle. That is a really bad angle. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just big time abs and a bad angle with the shirt. I think is what that is because it's a still frame. I need to see the whole live video of where that still came from. Okay, hold, 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 on, hold on. Let me send that to you. Hold on. I got that for you. That, that frame does look a lot more like me walking into the room than Jimmy G, though. So that's not a good that, and that's not a good thing for, for Jimmy. Right. I've been hitting the gym a little bit. Hold on. Let me let me send that to you. I, I like to get your you reaction know, live right now. Croc, I know how I mean you've got that too. You, big time athletes, you you got abs. Like there's serious strength and power and muscles in there. So if you've got a V cut and you've got a tight waist, your 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 shirt could look a certain way. Like there's maybe a gut down there where it's just powerhouse abs, which I think Garoppolo has. All right, let's see the whole. Thing. Maybe he has the powerhouse abs. This um, is this is content you can't get anywhere else. By the way, that's why you're subscribed to Lockdown 49ers. We're not critiquing him because we. Oh don't yeah, like no, him. He, he fixed it and he's good. No, he's good. Jimmy's good. We're okay, good. Okay, okay. I just, it's just it's Jimmy's just good. Bad angle. Yeah, it's a power. It's a powerhouse ab. It's a. It's an ab instead of abs. Maybe at this point in the offseason. Okay. Yeah. Which is the case in the NFL, man. I've seen some guys. They look all pudgy, and the next next thing you know, they show up in training camp and they're all ripped up. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks everybody for making Locked On Forty ers your first listen. Croc and I back tomorrow, right here, Locked On Forty ers If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason. Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.